0: And welcome back to the live podcast. If you're new here, my name is Holly. And on the show, we talk all about growing food at home so that you can live a little bit more of a sustainable lifestyle. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. And let's get started in today's episode, which is something that we started right back in episode one, and that was setting some goals finding out what we're going to be doing in the garden, Um, so we're going to go over that, we're going to find out if I achieve those goals and or not and we're going to set some new ones but we are also going to talk a lot about food forest style gardens in this episode because I am actually starting possibly two new food forest style gardens. Um, They're both gonna be very different. So one is gonna be more for urban gardens and one is going to be for fencing, screening, um, privacy. So I am gonna talk more about that today. But um, let me know what's been happening in your garden. I would love to know. Autumn is, um, I feel like there's definitely an energy. I have been planting a lot. I have been in the garden all afternoon. um, So I have been busy. But let's take a look at what is happening in today's show. So we are going to do a highlight of the week like we do every week, which has turned into multiple highlights of the week and I also have a low light that I'm going to share with you as well. So why not add that in there as well? We'll go over my March goals and whether I achieve them or not, food forests, and maybe set some more achievable goals this month. Um, so what has been happening in the garden? Um, I've actually what we're going to talk about today in terms of one of the food forest style gardens i actually got stuck into that today so i will give you a little bit of an update on what was going on there but keep an eye out for my next youtube video because i did film it all me planting the trees um, everything that i've planted so far so that's going to be coming up as well Um, but yeah what else has been happening i have definitely acquired couple new plants one of which is a um why can't i think of the name right now um star gooseberry star gooseberry that's right it's quite sour um And I'm going to be growing that one in a pot because it is a little bit more delicate in terms of sun and wind. So um, I'm looking forward to trying that. That's something new. I did also get another Fijoa, which, no, I didn't need to get another Fijoa. But I now have... um, four Fijoas. So four Fijoas, two of which are my original ones, which I planted when I first moved in here. Those are no name varieties, seedling varieties. And then I got a Duffy with a white goose grafted on top. And I have now got, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, it is, I don't even have it written down. So I have to try and remember, but I think it's like Nazi Mitz, Oh my gosh, I don't know, but that's that's what, it, what it, I can remember. It's um, a little bit harder to find, so I was really happy to, to find that one. Um, and so I have now three named varieties and two seedling varieties, and those are going to all help pollinate each other so they'll be able to Grow bigger and better fruits and potentially extend my season. So I'm not too sure how long or when those fruit but because they're all the different varieties will probably fruit slightly differently I could potentially be getting a, an extended season of fruiting which is one of the amazing reasons that you can grow more varieties of the same thing if you love that fruit. Um, because you can really extend your season and get some early season fruiting, some mid season fruiting, and some late season fruiting, and just get a whole lot more of that fruit. And I do love Fijoas, as you guys know. Um, what else has been happening in the garden? Um, I've just been planting a few seeds and seedlings, but I do have a problem and I know a lot of you have messaged and you also have this problem as well. I think it's something that happens every year, well it does happen every year, but it's particularly bad this season and that is rats. So I have been noticing at night I've been getting a lot more um, activity, there's lots of noises and a lot of it is the rats knocking the figos off the tree. So these ones aren't ripe yet, but you—they do have little nibbles in them, um, and a lot of them are getting knocked off onto the ground, uh, unripe. So I'm a little bit concerned about that because there are some really decent-sized figos now that I've been growing them for quite a while, number of years. So I'm not so thrilled about the rat. Um, getting into my garden and I know a lot of people have been also having rat issues so we're going to have to do some experimenting here because the rats cannot be eating my precious feed so let me know if you've got any tips and tricks for that. I know there are a few different ways to deter them in terms of barriers and um, they do like to scuttle along the fence the top of the fence so there's potentially something that I could be putting on the top of the fence line to deter them from scurrying across that and using it as a bridge to all of my fruit trees which is currently what they're doing so fingers crossed we can still get some harvests in there even though we do have some local rat um, critters about and yeah that is sort of what's really been happening I guess in the garden just lots of seed planting I've been planting directly I've been planting in seed trays Um, I do kind of have most of my garden beds planted out now in terms of the bigger stuff so the cauliflowers and stuff like that I have the rainbow chard all of that is in so I've been filling the gaps um, with all my gap fillers and if you're on my mailing list you would have got the Tuesday tip on the gap fillers that I often use so um, the garden beds uh nearly i mean i'm not going to say done because i constantly am adding extra things in there but um there's definitely a lot of stuff in there now that we're um into autumn um oh i did get this to show you as well so i i do have some feijoas that are looking quite decent on the tree which is um something that has happened over time when they started out they were tiny each year they seem to be getting bigger and bigger as the trees get bigger so uh, I'm excited for these ones hopefully I will actually get to taste them and just like we've done every other week we are going to do a plant of the week and I love this little segment so that I can share new and interesting plants with you you may know these plants you may have never heard of them before um but yeah it's just something that we can do to expand our knowledge. I have a thing for plants and learning about plants and what they can offer us and there's so many more out there that you just have never heard of so I thought this would be a really interesting one to do and um, 52 plants for the year is going to be quite um, interesting to continue so we may just do it for this first year and we'll have to bring in a new segment because I am trying to do ones that I'm growing in my garden and you know I do have 52 plants probably but we'll see how we go. So the plant of the week is lemon verbena. Uh, This is a really fragrant plant it's similar I guess to a lemongrass that's how I would describe it. It has really rough leaves as well so uh, the texture feels similar to a lemongrass. It grows in a shrub Uh, It can be really bushy, but it also can be a little bit deciduous depending on where you live. It can drop a few leaves in the cooler season or um, even in the summer when it's getting a bit too hot. It um, is quite heat tolerant. I have mine in a container and it has managed to go through a summer where I have hardly watered it at times. It is still thriving, so I'm giving it the tick of approval for Perth summers, definitely. Um, it is delicious just in tea. So it has that lemony flavor. You can pop some in a tea or in a cocktail. Uh, I've also started using it as I would lemongrass and I used it in my green curry recipe uh, that was probably my last video on the channel. I added that instead of lemongrass and it worked amazing. It's got a very similar flavor. Um, It's delicious. Uh, You can use that in all sort of Recipes Uh, you could use it in baking you could use it in like I can just imagine like lemon for being a shortbread or um, Just all the baking and cakes would be delicious It is a fantastic pollinator plant. So it has a lot of flowers at the moment It has just been constantly flowering and attracting heaps of bees to the garden It, it It has these tiny little um, flowers on a long stem. So there's lots and lots of little flowers on there. They're really beautiful. They are fragrant. I've been using those as little decorations on cakes and stuff as well. They have a really subtle flavor and scent. And um, they... uh, can be quite big so I have mine in a container so I'm unsure exactly how big it would be if you put it in the garden but I think it would be a couple of meters in terms of height and width so quite a nice little in-between shrub to go in between fruit trees to attract all those pollinators to the garden and um, like I said you can grow it in pots and containers as well it has a lot of um, antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties so it is a really um good one for a medicinal garden as well um and yeah I think it is delicious someone actually did mention that there was a lime verbena and I did find that so I have purchased the lime verbena as well I don't find the lime verbena as fragrant and as good so if you were going to get one and you saw the lime and the lemon I would definitely lean Towards the lemon verbena, but I have got both now, and I've planted the lime verbena right beside my lime tree to hopefully attract lots of pollinators to the garden, uh, to the lime tree to get more fruit. So that is our plant of the week, the lemon verbena. Give it a try if you want something that is low maintenance, that is drought tolerant, and that is going to attract lots of bees and insects to the garden, as well as provide you with a delicious lemon flavor so let's now jump into the goals that I set in March so if you were here for my very first episode that we set some of these goals and I think I was a little bit over excited with these goals because I definitely um have not achieved them all. So we may have to be a little bit lenient on our April goals, but I thought this would be really a really good time at the end of the month or the start of the month to do a little bit of a garden reset, a little bit of a goals reset. Um, So you can do this with me as well. If you wanna set some goals, write them down. I've split mine into three sections. So I've got sort of like a garden homestead, homestead section, then I've got personal, whether that's fitness or, you know, learning new skills. And then I also have a business one. So more on what I'm going to be doing for my channels and things like that. So in March, we set uh, to do bake my first sourdough loaf. So this did not happen. So I actually have killed my sourdough starter. I'm really sad. Uh, Autumn is no longer kept forgetting about it. I did keep trying to do it and I kept forgetting about it and then I think it got contaminated because we got some mold in there. And um yeah just with our Perth temperatures any little bit of contamination is going to really take off because we have the perfect temperature for growing mold. <laughs> so I have ditched autumn and I'm going to have to start again. I know I could get a starter from someone and I do have some amazing people that have been offering to give me their starters but don't know I just thought I was gonna be able to start it from scratch so we'll see I'm gonna have to redo that and give that another go uh the the next thing on my list was to plant two rounds of seeds so I definitely did that I planted more than two rounds of seeds I've got some in um containers and then also in the garden as well autumn is one of my biggest months well seasons for planting try and get as many seeds as I can planted so that they are getting established before the winter weather comes. And we are starting to get some cooler mornings and some cooler nights, which is exciting. Um, I'm really thriving on that. Warm during the day, cool in the night. That is the perfect kind of temperature for me. Uh, Next up, we have plant three new perennial plants. And um, I definitely did that. I more than did that so I've been on a little bit of a planting spree today in fact I planted out all of the fruit trees and all of the plants that I've been holding on to over summer so I didn't plant any fruit trees or anything I basically didn't plant anything over summer because it was just too hot it is puts too much stress on the plants it's better for me to keep them in pots and containers where I can control the the heat and the temperatures a little bit more and then wait until it was cooler to plant them out so some I had the one of the feeders I got end of last year so I've just kept that the whole time in a pot um, that has now gone to the garden so we have definitely hit that target and some and I don't plant like as I said I don't plant basically all of summer and in winter I also don't plant that much as well so I do a lot of planting in autumn and in spring. Um, Next up, we had personal goals. So one of my personal goals was that I wanted to go mountain biking three times, because this is a new thing that I've been trying to get into. I wanted to do some physical activity that was outside, in nature, um, and I wanted to go mountain biking three times, and that was a big fat no. I did not even go once, so it was still pretty warm. March was definitely still very, very warm, and uh, I mean, no excuses. I could have definitely gone very early in the mornings, so we're going to try and do that again this month. Uh, Let's give that another go. The other one, read one book, big fat no. I did actually get halfway through a book. I started a book. I didn't love it. I got halfway through Um, and it just wasn't the right style and you know if you just try and get into a book it can take a while so I did give it halfway through and then I was like nope this is just not for me so I stopped reading that book but I have got another book from the library so we will try that one again. Um, You can see I was definitely ambitious but not very successful so far. Uh, A piece of art on the wall also I kind of forgot about this one so no to that and then we go on to uh the business or channel goals and the was was to post four youtube videos a week I mean a month so I that is what I'm still trying to do I'm trying to post one youtube video a week as well as these live podcasts and I managed to get three in I did miss last weekend so we got three so that is not achieved Um, host four live shows so one a week every Wednesday we're doing these lives so always welcome to come and join and um, hop in the chat there's always some amazing people in the chat so I am going to get in there as well and have a look and see answer any questions so um, come on over to the live shows on Wednesdays and I did achieve that so I mean that's good we got a few green ticks in here now Um, and the last one was a sponsored YouTube video. So I am going to be adding a few here and there, not all the time, but that's going to help me grow my channel in terms of being able to, you know, get more gear and, um, keep up my subscriptions because it does take quite a bit to do that. And that was a tick. So we achieved that. So what did I get? Four out of nine? I mean not amazing so you know that's okay we have achieved some things we can set some new goals so later on in the episode I'm going to set some new goals in terms of what we're going to do in April um but let's take a look back this is everything that sort of happened in the last month in in March in the garden so my passion fruit flowered that was something that was really exciting um I planted that passion fruit only recently. So I planted the passion fruit, I think it was January or December. Here's me saying that I didn't plant anything in summer. Well, I did plant a passion fruit and it is flowering. It has like taken off. It is growing along the fence. It's doing amazing. So I was really happy about that. I acquired a free worm farm, one of those worm cafes with the three levels. I got that on Marketplace. I've been doing a lot lot more browsing on there, just like seeing what pops up every, every now and then. And I've been getting some good things, I can tell you that. One of them was a free worm farm. And then I did set that worm farm up with some worms. So it's all ready to go. I've been feeding my worms, been uh, um, excited about that. So I when I went to purchase the worms for the worm farm, I didn't, buy them at um, any hardware store. I actually got them off someone local and they also get gifted me some fig cuttings and some flower bulbs. So that was exciting because I have been wanting to try figs. Figs are something that grow really well in our climate. They can handle the heat, they can handle the dry. So I have been wanting to try out growing some fig plants. And so to be gifted some cuttings, I was really excited about that. They are the green ones so I'm not entirely sure what variety they are we'll have to wait and see um, I planted lots of seeds I planted brassicas I planted onions lettuce and lots of radish I have like a whole radish collection of seeds you guys I have a lot of different varieties now because I love planting them so much um I harvested a lot of cucumber and bottle gourds and I still have a lot to harvest. They have not stopped. So I have, um, yeah, plenty more still on the go, but the vines are definitely looking sad. Now they're starting to get powdery mildew and they're, they're not looking amazing. So I don't think I'm going to get too many more than what is, what is on there right now. But um, yeah, they had a good run. Definitely prolific. The I think there was a white wonder cucumber and the cacuzza and the bottle gourd. Um, New Guinea bottle gourd I think. It's so prolific. Um I also got a free compost bin, same thing, marketplace. Um and I have now buried that halfway in the garden and I put it in my pumpkin patch, which is out the front of my house. So I had no compost bins out the front. So every time I wanted to compost things, I was actually just like trapsing them through the house and it's not ideal. So or I was just lying them in the bed like chop and drop. So it's good that I have a compost bin out the front now. Uh, and that's going to be feeding my pumpkin patch, which we talked about in the last episode on, uh, cover crops. I'm going to be using a cover crop over that garden over winter. So it'll be cover crops and compost bin in that garden bed. I did purchase a fig, which was the tiger stripe fig. Uh, it's not very big, so probably going to take a while to grow. Um, I got a large guava, which is, I think Taiwanese-ish. Southeast Asian, really large fruit. Um, not the Indian guava. It is, I think, bigger than the Indian gu- Indian guava. I got a mystery dwarf citrus. So this was on sale because they'd lost the label and they didn't know what it was. But from smelling the leaf, I could tell it was a, a lemon. So I've got a mystery dwarf lemon tree and I'm gonna plant that in a pot and I'm going to do some experimenting on that with grafting. So. I really want to practice some grafting. And because I've already got a lemon tree, the dwarf lemon tree will be a good place to start with that. I got the olive herb, which was one of our plant of the week's, um, lime verbena, feed joa, and a star gooseberry. And I also started a fruit tree list and a fruit tree calendar. So I've started writing down when all my fruit trees are fruiting so that I can basically create a calendar and know where I have gaps where I w- might want to look at purchasing something to fill those gaps in terms of fruit so I can have fruit all year round so I also started a fruit tree list in terms of my wish list I guess like just so that if I ever see things pop up I know exactly what variety I want because uh, I don't have much more space for fruit trees so I don't want to get overexcited excited and be purchasing things that I don't need um so I'm I've narrowed it down. I've done my research. I've looked at what varieties I would like and all of that. And I have that all set. So when I see things pop up or I, you know, I can get a good deal on something, I'm going to do that. And I think that's a really good idea in terms of anything in the garden. If you are looking at um, potentially you want to get a worm farm or a compost bin or this or that, having a little bit of a list and then you can keep an eye out and get it when it's... um, cheap or free or something, you know, instead of rushing out and buying it brand new. You can always be finding these things secondhand if you are patient and not in a rush. So that's my style, I love doing that. Patience, not in a rush, and I seem to be getting plenty of these things all secondhand for free, which makes it so much easier because it can be expensive setting up a garden, as most of you will know. Um, So that is what happened in March. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in April. Um, Now let's talk a little bit about the uh, next two projects that I'm going to be starting. So I have mentioned that I'm going to be starting two more food forest style gardens. And this is a little bit of info on that and what I plan to do with that, what my ideas are, what my thoughts are, um... So I have my food forest style garden out the back as most of you will have seen in my YouTube videos. I planted this quite a while ago and I've just been adding to it every now and then moving things about propagating things moving them along. So if I for example the Queensland arrow roots those are starting to create new plants by themselves with little rhizomes under the ground so I've just been breaking some of those off and moving them throughout my garden to repopulate it and I'm always tweaking little things but the main fruit trees have been in place now for quite a few years like I don't know, I'm not very good at, at time frames I think like maybe five years most of them five to seven years for yeah for most of them Um, so out the front I have Uh, some citrus so I've got four citrus trees and these I planted again I'm really, (laughs) really bad at this time frame thing I'm gonna say four to five years ago I planted these citrus and they have grown pretty well they have definitely struggled because it's so hot out the front there's no protection it is hot and dry and we don't have any irrigation out there so they only get watered when I hand water them with a hose And they have actually grown pretty big and they are dwarf or semi-dwarf so they aren't going to get huge anyway. They are going to stay a little bit of a smaller tree. But I want to now replicate the same sort of garden that I have out the back in terms of having middle layers, ground covers, herbs, pollinator plants, beneficial plants. I want to Fill up all of those gaps with different plants and really create another food forest style garden. So something that you know you may know, you may not know, but you don't need to have a huge area to create a food forest style garden. It's all about creating different layers and relationships with different plants to help build soil, help um, bring in pollinators, and create a little bit of an ecosystem in an area so you can do that in a pot you can do a little food forest style garden in one square meter like you don't need a huge amount of space to create these layers and start you know experimenting with a food forest style garden so I'm going to be doing another linear row of a food forest style garden and this is going to help me with privacy and um, you know screening so that you can't see the road And I'll have, obviously, lots more fruit. So there are, you know, things that people would want to consider in terms of how close are your fruit trees. And I get this question all the time, how far apart are my fruit trees? And one thing I just want to say is that this is what works for me. And I'm going to give you some reasons why it works for me, but you know, it's not the same for everyone. We all have different wants and needs with our garden. So what I do in the garden isn't necessarily right for everyone. It is just what I'm doing. And most of the time I'm just experimenting as well and seeing what works and, you know, moving in that direction. And if it doesn't work, I move in another direction. But fruit trees, if you want to grow them optimum you know, we want the biggest fruit tree, we want the most fruit, we want the biggest fruit on it, we want to maximize, then that's where you're wanting to give them enough space, give them enough nutrients and really space them out um, according to what's on the label. But because I would rather have variety, diversity, I would rather have a whole bunch of different fruit, having my fruit trees a little bit closer together is what works for me because I'm not so worried if they're not going to get to full optimum size because I don't need truckloads of oranges. I just would love some oranges and I would love other things as well. So um, variety is what's key for me and that is where I'm going to be going with this garden. I could just wait and let these trees fill out and they would probably start to touch. I think they would. They definitely would. They're, I don't know how far apart these trees are. It looks deceiving in the photo. I would say they're probably are oh, they over 1.5. I'd say it'd be close to two meters apart, um, these fruit trees. And so um, I am planting in the gaps and I'm sort of going to town. I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go I'm going rogue. So um, you'll have to keep an eye out for the next video because I have actually already planted in in all of these gaps. I haven't done all of the low-lying stuff yet because I'm going to continue to add to that all the time. Um, but I've planted in the two Fijoas, the large guava, one of the fig cuttings, and um, a whole bunch of other little things. So I took some Queensland arrowroot from the back garden. I've popped that in. I took some cuttings from a few other plants, one of the native basil cuttings that I got, popped that in. Um, I've got some rosella that I moved around. So I'm just going to continuously add into that to help build those layers and cover that soil with living plants. So um, I'm going to have a lot more density. And as you can see in the photo some of the fruit trees are now casting quite a bit of shade so I've utilized that shade I know where the sun is coming from um, and I can plant all the things that are a little bit more delicate that will probably want more shade um, in those areas where they are going to be getting the shade from the larger established fruit trees so it already has little microclimates, kind of just because it has those established fruit trees there Um, and yeah that is what's happening with this garden. I food forest style garden 2.0. Um, the other food forest style garden is going to be. Um, that's quite dark. Is going to be an experiment. So I really want to have different style gardens to show you in terms of my YouTube videos and my podcasts and my membership. I I want to be able to show you how to grow in different kinds of gardens. And I have a lot of paved area and a lot of concrete area as well. So that is where I started growing. I have my pallet planters on wheels. That is a great place because I can control the environment. I can bring them in out of the shade and, and the sun and things like that. So that is my next food forest style garden i'm doing a potted food forest style garden so i don't know exactly how that's going to work yet but um down the side of my house i'm going to start brainstorming coming up with ideas so let me know if you've got any ideas on what i should do for that as well but i'm going to have some larger canopy style trees um, and all of these are going to be in pots some larger canopy style trees, and then some middle layer trees that can sort of sit underneath those and benefit from some of their shade. And then I'll start planting some little herbs and beneficial um, edible flowers all in amongst the bottom as well. And let's see what happens because um, that space is available. I may as well utilize it. And if I can do something interesting and helpful for people that are growing in you know, in rentals or in um, urban properties where they don't have the space available to be planting fruit trees in the ground. Or it could be that they're temporary living in this property and then they're planning on moving to a bigger property. They can then take those potted fruit trees and eventually plant them in the ground at their next property. So I am excited about this. It's going to be something interesting. It's going to be something different. And um, growing fruit You can grow so much fruit in containers and in pots, so you don't need to have everything planted in the garden. And one of the ways that you can do that is by growing uh, more dwarf varieties because they are still quite prolific producing and they don't need to get huge to provide a lot of food. And then there's also different varieties as well. So I'm going to experiment with that. Um, I can't wait to show you that as well. And you'll be able to see what works for me in my pots and containers. And then you may be able to replicate that at home as well. And something else that I want to dive into that with that is multi-grafting. So I've been trying to practice grafting. I'd love to be, you know, really good at that. I can't say that I am right now. I'm definitely winging it, watching lots of videos, giving it a go. But I think that could be a really fun way to create more diversity and more, you know, variety within a small area by having multiple grafted plants. And you can definitely buy them. There's multi-grafted apples, and you know, you can get a peach and a nectarine on the same plant, or um, an apricot and a peach on the same plant. Uh, a lemon and a lime on the same plant. So that is something that is, you know, great for small spaces. If you don't have room to have five different trees, you can have multi-grafted trees. So um, uh, I'm excited to try that. That is going to be something that I'm going to test out. We will see how that goes. And um, yeah, so I'm going to be on my list of things I'm keeping an eye on on Marketplace is... Um, large pots, because those are expensive and I don't want to be buying them brand new. So I'm keeping an eye every time I see any pop up some larger pots, then I can know that that's something that's on my list um, for my new project. So those are my two projects. I actually have a third one, but I am not really sharing that with you just yet because it still needs a lot of planning. So, I have to work through that (laughs) with my partner because he is the planner. I am the wing it, rip shit and bust, just give it a go. And um, because he's a builder and he likes numbers and things measured, all those fruit trees out the front were evenly spaced to the millimeter. And I have just gone in today and um, gone wild. So... I don't know how he feels about that, but um, it's done now. So the next big project that I want to do is going to take a lot more, uh, I guess, logistics in terms of planning. It needs to be done in stages. There's a lot of grass. There's leveling out of the ground. So there's, there's a lot more stuff that's going to go, go into that. So that's probably something that's going to take up a little bit longer, and I'm going to have to... Oh, um work with him on that in terms of creating a strategic plan but we will see um i've got plenty to work with for now with those two other food forest style projects um but let's set some goals for april we are already april 5 we're re- already well into the month um but i've tamed it down a little bit so I'm going to try again with the sourdough starter and I'm going to go through these comments because you have given me some suggestions as well so um thank you so much for that we'll um jump into the comments in a second because there's some good tips in there and one of them or a couple of them are for sourdough starters so uh how sourdough starter I'm going to continue to practice grafting um And I'm going to plant out the front garden, which I can already tick off. But I'm going to continue to do that. I've got a few more things to go. Mountain bike three times. Read my book. Read one book. Post four YouTube videos. So I really want to nail that this month. Every Saturday, I want a new YouTube video done. And I want to get ahead in my member content. So I want to get all of my April Uh, membership content in terms of recipes workshops all of that done and then also maze done as well so that I can start getting ahead on things because I have quite a lot going on with the YouTube channel the live podcast my membership um, and Tuesday tips newsletter social media all the things so it is important that I start to get um, ahead of the game so that I'm not scrambling around Um, so that is my plan Um, and this is what I plan to do in April. So a little bit of planning involved in achieving those goals will be to plant out fruit trees, tick, um, plant out cuttings, and middle layer ground cover, tick. Look at me go, I'm ticking these things off already. It's the first week of April. Um, I'm under pressure because I (laughs) didn't do so well on the ticking on March. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for some recycled larger pots and containers that I could potentially use for my urban food forest style garden I'm going to harvest and remove all the bottle gourds because those will be done by the end of April for sure which will give me some vertical space so I can start planting in some beans and some things for vertical growing over the cooler season um, I'm going to pot up the rest of my Panama passion fruit. So I did plant a whole bunch of passion fruit seeds, which was in my passion fruit video and they all popped up. So I have lots of passion fruit seed seedlings. So I'm going to pot some of those up. Um, and they are going to be part of my urban, um, food forest style garden as well. So they, those will come in handy. Um, and I'm going to remulch the garden beds if I need to. So I think there's definitely one, area that needs remulching which is my raised garden beds and now that I've got a lot of those plants in there there's still lots of seeds that need to pop up um it'll be yeah I think April I'll be getting those remulched before winter so that um you know because the shade cloths are going to come off as well which is going to expose them to a lot more rain and we want to have make sure that the gardens are mulched so that the rain doesn't uh you know bury all the little seedlings or compact the soil too much um or wash away um all the top soil so i will be making sure that the the gardens are all mulched before we head into our wet season or our winter season um but yeah that's what's happening in april so um lots happening i feel like lots is happening (laughs) um lots of planting and um lots of is there quite a lot of holidays in april i feel like we've got easter coming up so um and maybe is it anzac as well a few holidays i think going on in the month of april um so let's take a look at the chat let's see what questions we have um any tips because you guys are great i love doing these lives because you always give me lots of good suggestions and you give other people good suggestions so thank you always for popping into the live chat it's awesome to see people from all around the world um and yeah lots of people doing gardening at this time of year because we've also got our friends who are in coming into spring who are also planting so it's a busy uh gardening season for all of us all around the world at the moment um so jennifer's got some more trees he's got a strawberry guava and a lemon guava that is amazing those are both really prolific plants so you're going to get a, little, a lot of fruit in the years to come from from those um we've got Steve is back. Steve, we always love having you in the lives as well. Um, what else we got going on here? We've got some apartment balcony gardens, so this will be great for our urban food for our style garden. Um, what else is happening? We've got Sydney. If you've got any questions, jump in now. That's a good time to be asking. Um... Jennifer's also suggested to try netting the feed so they hit the net, not the ground. This is a great one. I have had some people say that they planted fruit trees on a hill and that all the fruit rolled away. So if you have done that as well, um, you can net them, create little hammocks. It's a little fruit hammock um, to catch the fruit. And what else have we got? Um, sourdough starters so keep your starter in the fridge and feed it once a week that is a great tip i think that'll be something that i'm doing because um i keep forgetting (laughs) and it just is a little bit too active with the weather that we've been having um i've started passion fruit and the seed small seedlings at the moment i got them from my neighbor Uh, it's so good to be able to share seedlings and plants it is it's amazing because you can share things that you may not be able to even find in the stores so lots of unique things which I think is so important to help keep you know um, all these diverse plants alive is by sharing as much as you can Um, and passion fruit they grow so quickly so I'm sure it won't take you too long to be getting fruit off those um Gardening is always an experiment. Yes, well, it is for me. I love it. Um, you know, we wing it. We see if things work with or if they don't. Um, and, oh, April is my birth month. Happy birthday for April. We do have a lot of birthdays in April. Um, setting up trellises, that's a great time of the year. So, and yes, New Zealand daylight saving has stopped. So all of my friends in New Zealand, thank you so much for joining um, so late at night for the past, you know, few months, but it's now only four hours difference. And the East Coast as well, you are going to be on a little bit of a different time zone too. So it will only be, I think, two hours difference from Perth. This light is crazy. We are, you know, it is diff here in WA we don't have daylight savings so it's going to be getting darker a lot sooner um yeah but anyway we won't be able to be filming outside that's for sure um but thank you guys so much for joining this week I hope that you got some tips or you got something new to try in terms of experimenting in the garden the lemon verbena Um, and lots more to come in terms of food for our style gardens. So if those are something you want to see more of, then make sure you subscribe because we are going all in with the food for our style gardens. Potentially three different locations, but we'll see. Two for now. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope you have an amazing week in the garden, and I will see you back next week for another episode.